Welcome to the Kinky Cast, a sexually explicit podcast. If you are under 18 years of age, stop the podcast now. You are listening to a weekly publication, produced every Friday morning. The Kinky Cast is heard in over 150 countries. This week's episode is 237. In our weekly exploration in the kinky world of BDSM and alternative relationships, views expressed are not representative of the management of the Kinky Cast. We welcome guests with opposing viewpoints. Today, we present Terra for You on BJ's RBJ's, unless it's not. Don't forget to stop by our webpage for loads of information about this show and others. KinkyCast.com. Here's your host, Woody. Thanks, Max, and welcome to another edition of the Kinky Cast. Sitting next to me is nobody because nobody has a sore throat and can't talk. I am stuck with the lovely Tara. How are you? I am wonderful. How about yourself? Well, you know, I'm pretty good, but uh, talking to you sounds like it's going to be a fun night because it's uh, a subject near and dear to my heart. We're talking about blowjobs. Personal. Nothing better than personal. Yeah, yeah. You have been um, doing some writing and and stuff on Fat Life and talking about blowjobs, which is why I invited you to the show. Thank you for the invitation. Well, thank you. What makes you so proficient in the realm of blowjobs? I think it really boils down to desire. Um, I think that if people do it because they feel like they have to, um, or they do it and, you know, their heart's not really in it, I don't think you can be very good at anything. I think that you have to enjoy what you're doing and you have to want to do it. And well, I do. So, <laughs> well, you know, and there, there's another component in there that I think is important is, you know, it can be about the guy, but not all about the guy. Both people have to be into it. Oh, I would definitely agree. I mean, obviously, if someone hates receiving a blowjob, it's not going to be a very fun experience for either party. Well, I've been on the receiving end of ones that I wished would end. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, God. And, you know, when you're at the point where you're going, why am I here? That, that's tough. Yeah. That's not a good sign at all. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and bless their little pointed heads because they were working as hard as they could. And I just wished it would end. They just weren't doing the right thing. They weren't. So so they weren't pushing my buttons, and uh, it was more like a mechanical thing. Oh. Yeah, again, that's probably someone who doesn't really enjoy it, is doing it because they think it's what you want or they're because it's what they're supposed to be doing. Um, not something that they're doing, I don't know, maybe a little bit selfishly because they love it. What is that saying? Um, you know, I get a blowjob once a year on my birthday. Oh, God. If that were true. I wouldn't want not want to have a birthday because it couldn't be that good. <laughs> once a year. Yeah. I don't think yeah. you could love anything that only happened once a year. Yeah. Well, I, I am a, a bit spoiled, I'm afraid. And um, so I enjoy it a lot. That's a fact. Well, that means that whomever it is is doing it correctly. Yes, I will say that. So let's talk about correct. What makes it correct? What makes it correct and right is what works for the two parties involved. Um, that that's really it right there. I don't believe in any right way. Like people joke about the one true dumb kind of thing. Um, I don't believe in any right way. I believe in what works for the parties. So with one partner, um, you know, 
a certain speed might work or a certain depth or a technique or a position. But with a different partner, you're going to find that something else works entirely. Um, Like you mentioned, you know, some blowjobs have worked for you and some blowjobs haven't worked for you. That's precisely it. Just because one person likes throat fucking and deep throat and, and such doesn't mean another person's going to like that. So it's like a puzzle. You got to find the right piece. It is. That's the fun of it. Because when you're getting acclimated to a partner, you try out a lot of different things and you experiment and you figure out what they like and what you like and what works and what doesn't work and why it works. That's kind of the fun of it. Experimenting. Well, you used a key word, fun. If it's not mm-hmm. fun, give it up. Don't even start. <laughs> yeah. So I've seen so many that have turned into ordeals. It's like, I said I'd give you a blowjob. Well, here it is. Yeah. No, just don't do it. It's going to ruin that person for everyone else, too. Well, it, it is. You know, and if it has to be an obligation, then it's not going to work for either party. No, just just don't do it. Because like I said, sometimes I find it similar to anal sex, where um, once people have bad experiences, it's hard to untrain that presupposition that it's going to be a bad experience. So they're not as excited about it. They don't want to try it. They don't want to see what went wrong. Um, they just don't want to do it. So if you don't enjoy it or you don't enjoy receiving, then you need to communicate that with your partners and go at it from a different approach. Well, boy, I, I have to agree with you on this because, uh, you know, it should be an automatic thing. You know, you're rolling around in, in the sack and then all of a sudden things start and magic happens. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I believe in negotiation and I believe in, you know, some really good, you know, consent discussions and things like that. But once you're established with a partner and you have that ongoing discussion regarding where you want to go and where you don't want to go, there should be some sort of natural flow. I mean, at least for me, scripted doesn't always work. Well, for a lot of people, scripted doesn't work. And if it does, it goes back into that obligation category and then somebody's not going to get off. Mm, which, you know, some people are into. And if you are, that's great. But I think the majority of people giving or receiving a blowjob, the end result is an important factor. Well, looking down and seeing some bright eyes and a smile always works for me. <laughs> uh, um, smeared makeup helps a lot, too, for some people. <laughs> yes. And a little hair play is always fun. Hair play is wonderful. Um, I think that it's really underappreciated. Um, I've had doms that will barely touch your head. Um, and I think that it's, it's part of the power exchange, the touching and the stroking and, you know, using all the senses. It's actually very important, at least for women. Let's see, touching your head, touching the back of your head and pushing in hard. Uh, that works too. <laughs> For, for some, for some great. people, yes. Uh, I know other people don't like, you know, don't like any pushing, force, anything like that. But again, that's what works between you and your partner. Oh, I've had some women just rail and say, "Oh my God, that pig pushed my head down." I'm oh, going, "Well, um, there's a problem there." Well, of course, they didn't have a discussion about it, or maybe they did have a discussion, and one person wasn't clear with um, their needs. You know. Well, and, you know, let's go back to the consensual word that you use. If this is not worked out to the point where, you know, I say, do you have any limitations that you want to establish, that sort of thing, if you don't go there 
and say, okay, you know, uh, I'm not comfortable with a head push, you know, or, or whatever it is, or I don't swallow or whatever it is. If you don't have that discussion, then somebody's going to get disappointed and maybe pissed off or hurt. I mean, yeah. you know, there, there are levels of breath play and, you know, face fucking and throat fucking and things that I particularly for one enjoy that, um, if you're not prepared for it and if it isn't something you enjoy or something you desire, you know, you can do damage to a person, you know, and the same juncture, I've heard horror stories from male friends where someone wasn't prepared for something and there were teeth involved. I'm sure that's not a comfortable feeling. <laughs> oh, yes. I, I have had a friend saying, oh, boy, I had a toothy one the other day. And, you know, well, yeah, that's kind of tough because, yeah, I've been there. And, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm all about consent. People, people have to communicate with their partners. It's better to over-communicate. Um, and and get things out there that may never come into play than it is to under communicate and you know someone's consent gets violated. Okay, now wait a minute. We're talking about machismo here. A guy's not going to stop a blowjob because he's got a little tooth action, you know? Uh, he might. I mean, maybe maybe it's a gut reaction for him. Maybe it's a trigger. You know, different strokes for different folks, for lack of better terminology. <laughs> I, I know this guy wouldn't have stopped it because <laughs> he's, he's just, I don't know many of the men I've been with that would stop for a little bit of tooth action. Some actually liked it, uh, but I'm sure there's somebody out there. It was um, laid out to me about biting somebody's nipple is like putting a little tooth in somebody's blowjob. And I'm going, no, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a penis, so I can't weigh in on that. But I would assume that the flesh of the penis is a bit more tender in a lot of people. <laughs> well, I, I know that nipples can get pretty tough, and I've applied much pressure, but with <laughs> wonderful results. I, I've i never complained. Let's I'm, see. Well, no, never complained. You're just such a team player. It's wonderful, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, I am, but I'm not. Like, when I have a really negative opinion, I have a really negative opinion, and I'm kind of stubborn. Um, but when it comes to certain aspects like nipple play and, you know, blowjobs, I'm all in. I'm good. <laughs> Many times it is foreplay. And uh, it ends up with uh, somebody getting a good pounding, which is uh, wonderful for both sides involved. But, okay, so let's talk about that for a second. You have the the foreplay version of a blowjob, which stops at some point and then everybody rearranges. And then you have blowjobs to completion, Mm -hmm. uh, referring that somebody's going to swallow or something like that. Um, I would definitely agree. And I think that if, you quote unquote do it right. The first can become the second very easily. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, uh, there is a lot of foreplay, especially in the kink world. I find that a lot of us are a lot more oralists, if you'll say, um, than in the vanilla world. You know, we enjoy having things in our mouth from, you know, gags to, to all sorts of things. But when you, use it as foreplay and it's really, really good. Sometimes neither one of you wants to stop. I don't want to stop. That, that is so true. You know, it's like, okay, hold, hold on. You know, we've got a flag that comes yeah. out here. We'll turn around or whatever. That's hard to do. But however you finish is a good finish. 
there's a trick to finishing. You know, some people prefer, you know, finishing during a blowjob and some people don't. So teach their own. One of the questions that has come up in the past is, uh, leave me alone. I want to do your blowjob with you. Just lay back and, and relax. Or like 69, where I love to distract also. Mm-hmm. And and that becomes a power exchange back and forth. It's, can I drive you crazier than you drive me sort of thing? I, I would definitely agree. I very much enjoy taking care of my person. So my dom, I very much enjoy taking care of to the point of sometimes you do just want them to relax and they've had a bad day at work and, you know, you just want to make them feel good. And if, blowjobs or something that they enjoy, then that's a really good way to make them feel good. So maybe you're sitting around and you just give them a really good blowjob while they just relax on the couch. Um, other times I'm really amped up. And when I'm really amped up, I like it kind of rough. Um, and I like a lot of activity from the other person because again, like you mentioned, it's a power exchange. So to me, it's not just that service submissive. It's not that just taking care of you. Um, it's the feeling of being used. It's the feeling of being your submissive. It's the feeling of not having to think the feeling of just going with whatever my Dom finds appropriate at that time. That's an interesting uh, discussion. In the past, when I've had slaves, and you know, they'll say, "What would you like, sir?" And I'll go, "I want you to please me." Now, mm-hmm. go figure it out. And mm-hmm. that—that's sometimes tough for slave types because they want to be directed. Mm, I would agree with you to a degree. I think that they want to be directed, but I think for me personally, I don't speak for anyone else, but for me personally, for the submissive or the slave type, you want to be directed, but to some regard, it isn't the direction so much as the pleasure. So for me personally, it isn't that I want you to tell me how to please you. Um, It's I've observed you. Uh, I've, you know, had enough interaction with you to have some sort of compass of my own as to what will please you. I'm not always going to get it right, but I'm sure it's how I'm going to put a lot of effort into getting it right. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. I agree and disagree a little bit. Well, and everybody has different dialed in settings, you know, and I have been with a slave that is, they take their brain off when they uh, enter the house and they set it on the table and you have to drive. And to me, that's really tough because it's tiring. I'm glad you said that. Um, my Dom and I and my friends and I, my FET sisters and I have had the discussion before um, regarding 24-7 dynamics and why I personally find a 24-7 dynamic to be exhausting because I have a little bit of a perfectionist streak in me and to be on 24-7 I think I'd fall over from exhaustion. (laughs) It's just not something that is natural in in, an innate to me. Other people it works great for. I've seen people who, as you mentioned, want to set their brain on the table and just follow every command and directive that you want. For me, part of being a devoted submissive to my person is having some indication of what they want without having to tire them out 
without them having to tell me every single thing they want me to do, unless that's their kink. Um, it hasn't been thus far, though. Yeah, and nor is it mine. Uh, I, I want uh, interaction. I like to have uh, a mental intercourse with somebody and uh, a discussion of life and what's going on and, you know, ramp it up to, you know, a hot scene. And so I've actually backed away from some slave relationships because it was difficult to uh, get to that level of interaction. It was difficult because you didn't mesh on the the amount of direction that they required. Is yeah, that what you mean? Yes, or desired. Mm. And it's just it, it's about not having a meeting of the minds. It is, uh, and so you know, as we go through the dance of relationships, we're learning somebody, and we're learning that they are requiring more than I'm willing to invest in some cases. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want a more interactive relationship. That way you can read me, you can read my mood, see where we're going, and for that matter, what kind of sex uh, or uh, activity we're going to engage in, which could go in any direction. That's really good tie into what we were talking about earlier with differences in dynamics, because as you mentioned, you know, um, you may have a really off day where you want something different or, you know, one slave that you participate with may like certain things and you might like something different. It's not going to work every day, but I've found that when it doesn't work more than it does work, why are you doing it? Well, uh, that is true. And, uh, at some point, uh, things do end their course that way. Hopefully not explosively. Yes, I certainly hope for anybody that it is not explosively. It hasn't been explosive on my end, thank goodness. Uh, yeah, the only thing explosive I want is to come. And, and that's perfect for blowjobs. There it is. That's a, It's a good thing. Um, so we talked about some of the uh, different forms. Uh, we talked about uh, throat fucks and, and deep throat and things like that. That is more of a varsity level sport than um, beginner. I would definitely agree. Um, some people classify it as edge play. I myself do not, but maybe that's a little bit of bias on my end. It's certainly not something that I think people should jump into without some sort of warm up, whether, whether that be discussion or other kinds of play. Um, we're not talking first date material. <laughs> we're not, we're not talking first play session material. You know, it, it can be intense. Uh, I enjoy the intensity because the depth of the power exchange, like I mentioned in my writing and like when we were talking earlier, the depth of that power exchange is what I'm looking for. It's what I crave. Um, and that allows much more power exchange than your basic blowjob. The case of uh, either the throat fuck or, or the deep, there is a air cutoff involved. And how do you desire that and how do you limit that to the point where you continue to live? (laughs) Um, I would say that, again, this comes back to our whole negotiation piece because, you know, one person's idea of breath play by cock is different than another person's. Mine really flexes based on my partner and an experience together level and a trust level. I enjoy it rough. Not everyone does. Um, I enjoy 
the decision being his regarding when I breathe. Now, implicit to that is knowing the fact he's going to let me breathe. <laughs> uh, I do not enjoy passing out. That's not my kink. It's not something that I'm into. But I will say that I do like getting close to that edge. I do like not knowing exactly when he's going to let me breathe. And that, again, is part of the whole dance and learning somebody and being challenged by your top to the point where you want more. Very much so. And I think it depends on the dynamics. If it is a play partner, um, if it's a top, if it's a long-term dom, if it is somebody who is your master, there are so many varying degrees and levels within those dynamics and individuals that, you know, it's really free reign. It also depends on how people are feeling, I think, in a given moment. If you go to a play party and you're both really amped up and you're really both desiring that deep, heavy play, maybe it's messier and dirtier and rougher than it usually is, you know, but it depends what people enjoy, I guess. Well, enjoying is what it's all about because we do call it play and we do like to have fun. That's the end game. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's the end game. And, you know, in many cases, it's relationships, whether it's loving or a play relationship, uh, dating, whatever uh, you want to call it. But the fact is that I know that each time I go with somebody, it gets better each time as I get to know who they are, how they work, and what their desires are. Sure. And as you mesh with each other, too, I try to be very fluid with my dom. Um, I try to be very very flexible within my own boundaries, within my own limits, obviously, but I try to be very flexible. You know, maybe he likes more tongue action. Maybe he likes, um, you know, a tighter lip. Maybe he really enjoys feeling my fingers grab his thighs. That's what turns me on. It turns me on because it turns them on. Um, it turns me on because they're my dom and because they want this and I want this because they want this, not to mention it feels really good for me too. But again, like you said, it's all fun. If it's not fun, why are we doing it? <laughs> Let's talk for a second about reading the person that you're giving the blowjob to. If they're laying there just on their back in a heap and you're working your mouth off and they don't react much, they don't grunt, moan, or move or anything, um, it's kind of hard to get a read on where they're going. It really is, unless that's their typical. I've been with people who aren't incredibly vocal, but I don't enjoy that personally because I enjoy knowing that I'm doing something right. Um, I don't know if that's a, a common thing for everybody, but I need to know that my dom is enjoying it, that I'm doing what they like. Now, maybe it's watching their thighs move because, you know, um, some doms right before they come, their thighs clench a certain way, you know, other people, it's a certain moan. You have to know your person and maybe your person isn't vocal. Maybe your person is enjoying it to the moon and back, but they're not a vocal person. Then you have to have enough experience with them to know that. Um, I think you also have a responsibility to communicate with your person. If you're not a vocal person, or if you are a vocal person, get to know your people before you, engage in activities that are going to be detrimental to you or to them. Well, that's really good advice. Again, it's back to knowing 
the couple knowing each other, who they are, how they work, what excites them, and back to the having the fun. Because when it's, when it's fun, it's great stuff. It can be wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, there are many days where I think that people very much underestimate the blowjob because it can make you have a really good day. <laughs> I, I, I agree to that. So uh, before we uh, get off the line here, Terry, you've been uh, around the scene for how long? I first started enjoying BDSM when I was 17. I've dabbled back into the vanilla world, and then I've decided that I lost my mind temporarily and had to come back home. Boy, is that a hard? Uh, that's a hard trip. <laughs> it's oh. it's a hard trip. It is rough, and there is no lube involved. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Vanilla dating is really tough after kinky. It really is. It's horrible. It's honestly horrible. I know that sounds probably very bad to your listeners, but. It, for me personally, it, it's just horrible. <laughs> it's like well, a slow death. No, I'm agreeing with you violently because one thing I've noticed about kinksters is they're more honest about their feelings with each other than vanillas who are actually tending to lie about them. Yes, I, I would agree with you to a large part. Um, I've had a couple of vanilla dates where I wish they were less honest with things. Uh, but in large part, Inherent to what we do, there's risk involved. There's up and down. There's emotions. There's hormones. If we're not honest, we can get into some serious trouble. We can get into some serious problems. So we have to be honest with what we're feeling and what we're thinking. And it's just easier to sit across from the table from someone and say, hey, I really like blowjobs. than it is for two people to sit there and pretend that neither one of them likes sex or what they like inside. (laughs) And and six years later, they're married with three kids and and hate each other. <laughs> oh, boy. You're describing a lot of people, I know. It's a slow death. Vanilla, for me, was a slow death. I you know, had some bad experiences. I left for a while. I hit reset, and I came back. And you, know, you just have to find your own home. You don't buy the first house you look at. Boy, is that a true statement. And I had one last topic I wanted to uh, mention is hygiene. Yes, the dreaded hygiene. Oh, the hygiene discussion. I wish that you could put a sticky note on your website that people need to bathe regularly and do all of the proper hygiene things if they want their partners to be involved with them. (laughs) Okay, now wait a minute. Let, let, Let me hit the stop button for a second. Right things. People don't know what right things are, I'm afraid, and so we have to be specific. I'm being that guy and using the word right. I probably shouldn't. I just mean some plain soap and water. I I mean, some people are are fine with body odors, and that might be their kink, and that's wonderful. Me, personally, it goes a long way if someone just takes a shower before we go out or before we play. (laughs) I like, you know... The smell of a person. I do like aftershave. I do like cologne. I do like, you know, when you're really into it, the sweaty smell. I I can even get down with that, and I even enjoy that. Yeah, but that's sweaty smell that's freshly made as opposed to the stuff that's been working all day. Marinating. We'll just call it marinating. Mm -hmm. If you're marinating, you're going to have a much smaller pool of people who enjoy what you do. <laughs> well, uh, these are tips for a lot of people. Bathe, please. It goes for women too. I don't. I don't want the, your male listeners to come pounding on your door because 
tarot's talking just about men, but it goes for ladies too. Um, especially if you're giving a blowjob 69, I mean, oral sex is oral sex. It works both ways and it has the same rules. Keep it clean. Right. Yes. Right? Soap is really cheap. Yeah. And, and, a, and a nice splash of water and, um, clean up your act. It takes two seconds. I love spontaneity, but it takes two seconds. I, I like the term. I'm squeaky clean. And, <laughs> Then I always notice a glimmer in my partner's eye and they go, okay. It's just about showing someone respect, I guess. I guess that's my bottom line is it's about showing them enough respect that you care enough about your body, recognizing the fact that they're going to have their mouth all over you and you respect them enough to make sure that it's a clean environment for them. Mm -hmm. I like to be clean to get dirty. See, Mm -hmm. you get it. Yeah. You know, you got to start somewhere and finish somewhere. So Tara, it has been a breath of fresh air talking to you because, you know, we're in violent agreement about a lot of stuff here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Well, and I hope our listeners got something out of this because, you know, blowjobs are such a wonderful thing. And somebody that is enthusiastic like yourself uh, is like a breath of fresh air. And so anybody, yeah, I'm, I'm into oral sex. Step up. Sure. There are no shortage of people willing and no shortage of people willing to receive. We just have to connect those people. Yes, absolutely. Well, Tara, I want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. And this has been fun. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful evening. You have been listening to episode 237 of the Kinky Cast. For more information about this show, go to kinkycast.com. The Kinky Cast is a production of Rooster in the Round. On behalf of all our Kinky crew, I'm Max. Join us next week when we present Cat on Chastity. Chastity.